Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and my co-host today is someone who's been on the show many times before, and she thought, and I think, that maintaining social connections would be a great topic for today's episode. If you've listened to the show in the past, you may have noticed that I've changed it up a little bit. Instead of interviewing one-to-one, I'm doing these four-part series where I have a co-host and we talk about a topic together. So I hope you like it. Let us know by sending us an email at podcast at rockyretirement.com or head on over to the Facebook group at rockyretirement.com slash community. Let us know. But... I have to do the commercial. Before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. And if you're signing up for Medicare for the very first time, you already know how confusing it can be. And this guide is going to help you transition into retirement and best yet, it's absolutely free, no email address uh, required, just go to medicarequick.com slash checklist and you can get it. And best of all, I work with Medicare, so I'm always willing to help. Okay, enough about me. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about my co-host if you haven't already met her through the show or through the Facebook group. Of course, she's been on the show before a couple times. She's always had a deep desire to help people develop their true potential. She started out helping kids and then she moved into helping adults get their GED and now she coaches women in midlife helping them find their true selves, their true potential. And she is a certified coach. Her business is called Emerging Life Coaching. And don't worry, if you're a guy, you can listen in. So welcome back, Janelle. Thank you Thank so you. much. Yeah, Thanks for having great. me back. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, this fun. is great. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, today's episode is specifically targeted towards me because... I tend to focus on my work and I put my social activities sort of off to the side. Now I've, I've joined some groups, I've started a meetup, but this topic that you came up with, seven tips to maintaining our social connections in retirement. Let's see, who's the author of this? It's a a woman. Emily Brandon. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I bet you do a lot of this in your coaching practice, don't you? What, reading articles? Or... No, 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 no. <laughs> Helping people oh. with the maintaining their social connections. And I mean, is that is that a thing? It is a thing. And it's super important. I would say this is probably the most important thing, not just in retirement, but in life, just based on research about, and I know he mentions a, this one author here in this book called Loneliness, but just things that I've read. I'm reading this awesome book called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, and it's based on lots of research. And that's that social connection and those, you know, having relationships, strong bond with people is super important for us for our, our entire life. You've got to maintain them. You've got to. You've got to. <laughs> Right. I, I, I fully believe that our social connections at our church has helped less uh, through this uh, cancer that he has. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it is so important, not just for your mental health, but I think for your physical health, health as well. 
Right. And this is one of those things when people retire, it's one of the top challenges that they have is because so many people build their relationships at work and they're there eight to 10 hours a day, but they aren't building their relationships outside of work, as you were saying, right? And so then they retire and those relationships at work kind of fizzle out. And now they're they're sitting there like, well, I don't have any friends. You know, I haven't been maintaining or nurturing or building friendships. And uh, they can, that can lead to intense loneliness. That's, that is a big, a big thing. And it's very, it, loneliness can cause all kinds of, of problems, depression, and it can lead to isolation and even earlier death. Actually, it's been proven through some of this research that people with strong social connections live longer, happier lives. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 do you remember like years ago, this was psychology 101 where they, I doubt if they would be allowed to do this in today's world, but I think this study was done in the fifties where they, they took two monkeys, two baby monkeys, and one was allowed physical touch. And do you remember this study? Vaguely. Yeah. So one of the monkeys yeah. was allowed physical touch and hugging and the other monkey, no physical touch, no uh, communication with anybody. And that that monkey that wasn't allowed any touch or socialization died. Oh, that's died so of loneliness, sad. right? Oh, I know monkey. they oh. would never allow this today, but no, you know, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that that would be allowed a, a study like that. But, no. but yeah, it just goes to show that the physical aspect of us. I mean, we're all we're all social. Did I say physical? I meant social. We're all social beings, right? Absolutely. There's this famous study done in Harvard. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Harvard Men, Harvard Men Study, where they they followed 268 men from the 30s all the way through like 70 years, the same men. They followed them through their entire lives. And just to see, you know, how they each fared, like how successful they were or happy they were. And they wanted to see what were the personal characteristics between the ones that were the happiest, led the most fulfilling lives compared to that didn't. And one of the characteristics, the one hands down that came to the top was they called it love dash full stop. In other words, it was love. It was beyond anything else. It was their personal connections that their relationships and how, um, more than anything else in their entire lives, that was the most important thing that showed, you know, that for the people that were happy and successful and fulfilled. That's funny because like you kind of know that that's the case for women, but you don't necessarily think about it yeah. for men, right? Right. These were men. Yes. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I hadn't heard of that story. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I want to, um, you know, if you have a link to it, I'd love to put a link to that study in the, I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about this after the show, but Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So let's see, what was she talking about? She said that we need to, we need to do some things before we quit working. So we have two types of listeners. We've got the ones that are currently working and kind of preparing, and then we've got the ones that are already retired. So Let's talk to the ones that are currently working. How do you absolutely? How do you start forming these outside work relationships now? Yes, yeah, so that's really important. If you don't already have them, take a look. Look at what are those relationships outside of work. Maybe even make a list. 
right relationships outside of work relationships at work and those relationships that nurture you that upbuild you that um feed you that support you those are the ones you want to really pay attention to the ones that drain you that are toxic not so much but <laughs> what relationships do you have outside of work you know you at least probably have family if you're married maybe a spouse and if you don't have any or just very few then think about ways that you could like church is a great way or joining a club or taking a class right volunteering somewhere somewhere start to build that up and the ones that you do have how can you you know check to see are you nurturing them are you spending time with them are you checking in with them or are you neglecting them it's so easy it's so easy to neglect our relationships so it is we get busy right that's always the excuse everybody uses everybody's busy but yeah I have a friend that um, we were friends for over 20 years and it was her birthday the other day and I didn't even call. Oh, wow. Kathy. Yeah. No. It's still not too late. Call her. No, no. I didn't call her because she didn't nurture our relationship. I tried, oh. but she like she would make appointments to do stuff with me and then she would just cancel at the last minute. And so finally, you know, I finally, like you said, you have to mm-hmm. go with the relationships that are uplifting to you. Yeah. And the ones yeah. that hurt you, sometimes you have to let them go. Sometimes you do. Absolutely. Yep. 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 So that's kind of what I did with her. I, I, but I have other relationships that I'm nurturing. Like when I go to a movie in the middle of the day, it's with a certain couple that we really enjoy spending time with. Nice. Um, I think that's, that's important too, if you're married to have relationships with other couples. That's one thing that my husband and I don't have right now. I was just thinking about this when I was reading through this article and have you ever watched King of Queens, that show? Oh, yeah. I love I love, right. I love their relationship going back and forth. Yeah. Is that so still going watching, on? Uh, well, I've been watching reruns. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's in reruns. Yeah. And so they always make sure it's so funny. You know, they always make sure they have couples to do stuff with. And this one episode where they were, they had a new couple they were doing stuff with. And then they had, you know, Kelly and Deacon, who they always do stuff with. And they were like, well, you know, let's, let's spend more time with this new couple. And then the next thing, you know, they, the two couples met and they started spending time. With each other. <laughs> and then and they you're the, like, oh. you're the one out. I know. They're like the third wheel. <laughs> but, they, but they always nurtured that as a couple that, you know, on that show. And I, I was watching that thinking we aren't doing that. We need to do something about that. Like you have to be intentional and go after it, you know, show the initiative, be the first one to yep. extend the invitation. You know, when Les and I first got married, and oh my gosh, this is 10 years ago, we actually, uh, we started going to meetups, you know, meetup.com. And the meetups that we were going to were just general meetups, not for couples. And they're most of the people that attended were younger than us. And so we started our own meetup that was specifically for couples of a certain age. And we met so many of our best friends through that group. Um, wow. And it's funny because a lot of them have moved away now. But a lot of the friends that we met were because we created this meetup. And we didn't even do things in our home. We would meet outside for – here in San Diego, we have free concerts. So we would meet for those. We would we would do a lot of free things because we weren't sure how – you know, what the financial status was 
of the, the people in the group, but we would also meet for dinner, different places. And um, I love meetup. I mean, you can start, start your own, you know, for couples. And that's how, that's how we met people. That's a great idea. I love meetup. I, yeah. I, I have a meetup group, but it's women, but that's a great idea to do it with couples. Yeah. Well, if you have, if you're the sponsor of the meetup group, you're paying for it, right? Right. Right. Well, don't they still allow you to have three groups for the same price? Oh, I don't know. I think they do. So oh, it wouldn't cost okay. you. Yeah. It wouldn't cost you any extra to start a new group. And um, nice. yeah, f- for the listener and the viewer, if you're the sponsor of a meetup group, they do charge you. Some people will charge a small fee for the attendees to help pay for the, the service. But if you don't want to start a meetup group and you just want to attend, a lot of them are free. Yes. Yeah. That's a great idea. Super idea. Another one our church did this is what they call dinner fellowship. And we became really close with a couple of couples just from that. And they were... They sort of grouped us. I mean, you didn't pick who you wanted, so it was kind of cool because they mixed it up and you got to meet new people. Right. Otherwise, you're all going to be clicky. Yeah. 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 So, so that was really fun. So is that an ongoing thing or is it does it have a start and finish? It has a start and a finish, but you make friends and you develop these relationships. And this one couple we're, we're friends with now for years, we, we haven't been doing stuff with them, though. We've sort of let that fall away. Again, you got to keep, you got to be intentional to keep it going, you know, keep in touch with people not every day or every week, but just, you know, consistently being, spend time with them, do yeah. life together. Put it yeah. on your list. I know you're using that planner that you yes. talked about. I'm going to put it on there. Yes. <laughs> put it on there. Call so-and-so. It's a good idea. Yes. You know, yes. that's actually a great idea to do, uh, uh, even, you know, with a church, without a church, get four or five, maybe four couples together Yeah. and meet what, once a month? Sure. Once a month, you could go out to eat. You could change, you know, like trade homes. Everybody could share or have a meal at their home and you could, you know, take turns being the host. Uh, My daughter does everywhere she lives. She lives out there near you, right? So she always does this dinner fellowship deal with her friends or then she does this other thing called neighborhood dinner where she just invites her neighbors. and That's how she gets to know them. She's so social. That is a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to put that on my list of things. Yes, put that on your list so you can check it off. On my list, yes, I love checking things off. If the <laughs> listener, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, I love, love, love checking things off. Okay, <laughs> now you had talked about volunteering and the article that Emily Brandon wrote did talk about finding connections outside of work, volunteering. And I found a couple of places where you can find volunteer gigs in case you've never volunteered before mm. um, or you just don't know where to start. There's places that I found. I'm sure there's more. One is called volunteermatch.com. Have you heard of that, Janelle? I have. I'm actually on their on their list and I'll get emails from them every now and then saying, hey, here's a good match for you, place that you could volunteer. Because I guess you put in, you know, what you prefer. Yeah. I I was playing around with it today and you put in your zip code and you put in, they have uh, different categories where you can check if you're interested in that, like children, seniors, art, all all different. I mean, there's a hundred categories. And then um, they'll they'll send you things that are, that's near your zip code. So it might not be in your exact city, but somewhere close to you. Right. So I have a client 
that we just looked at something she mentioned in this article. She mentioned tutoring children who learn to read. So my client was a teacher and she tutored before and she's dealing with this loneliness really Mm -hmm. bad. Her, she's divorced. Her kids are grown and gone. She's estranged from her sisters. Her father just passed away. I mean, she's really alone and she's a very social person and just, it's just, killing her to be alone so we're working on ideas of how to get her involved and um, got her involved in a a different church where she feels like she fits in more and women's groups but this was one we talked about the other day I said you know why don't you check on places you can tutor and she was like well I already tried that here and I tried that there so I suggested that she look at this app that I used for a while called wise aunt but w-y-z Ant, A-N-T. There's a lot of them out there. You can probably just Google it and find places that will, you don't have to like start your own business. You can actually hook up with, you know, an organization that helps match you to people. Um, If you love to work with children or even high schoolers or college students or adults, you know, people that are wanting to learn something and maybe it's an expertise, an area of expertise for you. Yeah. So love it. Yeah, I used to volunteer with an organization called SCORE, and SCORE helps business owners actually put together a mastermind group for them, and uh, it's still going strong. So there's all kinds of things that you can do, and you can actually make a difference. And so you can, you know, Google it. You can go to Volunteer Match. There's also good old United Way. Oh, yeah. They have a volunteer matching service, too. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so United Way. And then there's another one that I hadn't heard of before called pointsoflight.org. Wow. And they help match. So there's all kinds of volunteer matching services. And I would say most people, if they went on, they would be able to find something that they're interested in. Oh, yeah. There's so many opportunities out there to help. You know, you can volunteer at the hospital and be the greeter, you know, or so many places. Exactly. Yeah. And I like what you said. It, it, you give back and, and you, and you actually have a, an impact on people. And well, that we all you... need a purpose. Yeah. We all need a purpose in our life. I mean, in, in the planner that I created, um, one of the six pillars of retirement lifestyle is purpose. And so every day you have one small goal that relates to your purpose every life or, or every, uh, every day. Yeah. 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 So important. Yep. Okay. So one of the other things that the author said was to join a group. And it said, I'm going to read this. People who participate at least weekly in a group, perhaps including religious services, regular volunteer assignment, or frequent socializing with friends, are less likely to report feeling lonely. And this was an AARP study. So yeah, groups, groups. So you were talking about joining clubs. Joining clubs, there's, you know, uh, I know around here where I live in Virginia, we have rec centers and they have senior activities. You can join in with those trips, lunches, outings. All kinds of Um, things. Yeah, there's, so you need to check your area and see, you know, what is available. There's church, church groups, there's civic groups, there's clubs where people are meeting around a certain thing that they enjoy together. You're right. I have a friend that has a quilting group or sewing group or, you know, writing, maybe you like to write. And like you suggested, you could create your own meetup even around that. 
something you're interested in and see who else is interested. Exactly. And before you, before you create it, see if there's one nearby. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now the last one, I'm not sure about this. Do you want to talk about that one? I thought this was interesting because my husband's always wanting to move. You know, it's so normal. It seems like very common that people, when they retire, they're going to move somewhere warmer or different climate, somewhere like Florida around here, they go to Florida uh, or maybe to the mountains. Um, But the point here was when you move, you're leaving behind family and friends and connections that you've had. Right. And I, I thought this was so interesting because my husband's always like, well, let's retire at the beach. Let's go to Florida. And every time the first thought that comes to me is, yeah, but my friends are here. My family is here. And that's my first thought is I don't want to leave my, I've been here for over 30 years. I have connections that go deep. Right. <laughs> and and you've been nurturing like, them outside yeah. of work. <laughs> yeah. So then I'd have to start all over. And I don't know, for me, that would be difficult, although I'd love to live at the beach. You know, we have a neighbor who moved recently and they were only here for about a year and they moved here from Northern California. And, you know, in Northern California is a lot more expensive than Southern California. And so they bought a house and lived here for a year and they moved back. She missed her friends. She missed everything that was in Northern California. And so they were here for a year, tried it and moved back. I do have one suggestion for people who are thinking about moving in retirement because Les and I, this is something that we've discussed and we've sort of casually looked at different places. I would suggest if you are going to move, consider moving into a 55 and older community. Ones that have pre-arranged activities, have, um, you know, just sort of a built-in social group. (laughs) That way you move. I mean, if you're going to use it, I mean, one of the people on my show was complaining. He lives in a senior, uh, not a 55 and older, but you know, the ones that are three levels of care. Right. You know, you move in, you're independent, you have an apartment, you're independent, then you're assisted, then you're memory care if you need it. And Mm -hmm. he said a lot of people move into those and then they don't take advantage of of the services. I'm not talking about the assisted living. I'm talking about the standalone houses like the Margaritaville, like the Del Webbs, like those kind of places where right. it's totally, you've, you've got that built in. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's a great idea just simply because of the built-in social activities. You don't have to try to find them. They're there for you. If you, if you don't go that direction, you would, you would have to like make it an intention to find you know, build those new relationships. So it seems like that would be easier right? if you moved into. And the other suggestion was to move where you do have relatives. Like if I was going to move to the beach, I should just move out to California where That's my daughter right. is. That's <laughs> right. Go where your daughter is. And she's a social person. So yes, she is. yeah, you could hang out with all her friends. I love it. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Because mm-hmm. moving somewhere where you don't know anybody and also you don't, it's not like you have a job, so you're not going to meet people through your job. Right. One, one of the guests that I had on the show um, helps people get seasonal jobs. Oh, wow. And That's so that would be, remember we were talking about seasons yeah. and so that would be kind of a fun thing to do, like a three-month stint at a ski resort or something like that where you right. meet people. 
last summer when Shauna and I, my daughter and I were traveling and we were traveling back across country. She had been out here and we camped out at uh, Yellowstone and then the Grand Tetons. Uh Right. Yeah. And in one of the gift shops, there was a, a retired lady and she did this seasonal job. And I thought, what a great job to have. Like you go live there and interact with people and, um, you know, for a month or two or whatever, maybe it was the summer. And then the rest of the year, you know, you're doing whatever right. else. But yeah, what a great idea. Yeah. And that's what the episode was about was how oh, to, interesting. how to find those jobs. And, and the, the people who run these resorts, they need people. They yeah. absolutely need people. And so, you know, you're making a little bit of money or maybe you're doing it for room and board. I don't know, but they usually, a lot of times they give you room and board and you, you, you have a little bit of money coming in too. Right. And then you get to see all the sites wherever you're at exactly. and or, you know, explore the area. So yeah, sounds like so much fun. It does. So do you have anything to say before we say goodbye? Um, you want to tell people how they can find you with your coaching business? I would love to. You can email me, Janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, at EmergingLifeCoaching.com or go to my website, EmergingLifeCoaching.com. There's a contact form there. And I also have a lot of recordings on my website of things I talk about related to women mostly, but men might get something out of it too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. We're... Well, and you can also find both of us on the Facebook group at rockyourretirement.com slash community. That'll take you over to the Facebook group. And um, and yeah, this was fun. I'm so glad that yeah. we were able to do this today, Janelle. Thank you for, yes. for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. Always enjoy it. And I uh, can't wait to come back. And uh, it's been a blast. Great. Well, thanks yeah. so much. And for the listener... We'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episode starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, 
Share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.